Welcome to Lou Marks the Spot, brought to you by yours truly, Lou Marks, bringing sanity and common sense back to America. Today's spot is on Joe Biden, the veiled racist. Biden's racism is more veiled than most, but no less real. When it comes to race, Joe Biden's record and rhetoric reflect the broader hypocrisy of U.S. politics. While Biden openly criticizes racism, he then praises himself for his own ability to work with overt white supremacist Dixiecrat Democrats in the 1970s. That goes way back. It's important to recognize the problematic nature of Biden's history of working with Southern Democrats, racist senators, and other racist leaders. We must acknowledge the more subtle forms of racism at work in the Democratic Party. I suppose the politically correct thing is to pretend that corporate imperialist Joe Biden winning the black vote isn't like the late Jeffrey Epstein being hailed as a mentor of teenage girls. Sorry, I don't do politically correct. Biden helped author and worked to pass the racist federal mass incarceration three strikes crime bill of 1994. He has boasted of his ability to work with segregationists as a U.S. Senator in the 1970s when he opposed federal desegregation busing orders and worried about sending his own children to desegregated schools. He was a staunch opponent of forced busing in the 1970s and a leading crusader for mass incarceration throughout the 80s and the 90s. Good old Uncle Joe has described African-American felons as predators, too sociopathic to rehabilitate, and white supremacist senators as his friends. That's not racism. I have no idea what it is. Once in the Senate, Biden continued to triangulate, voting for most, though not all, the anti-busing amendments that came before him. But for his overwhelming white constituents, nothing less than massive resistance to busing would suffice for him. The New Castle County Neighborhood Schools Association booed Biden off the stage at one event in 1974. One year later, the Delaware senator broke ranks with Northern liberals and joined the violently racist North Carolina colleague Jesse Helms in voting to kneecap all federal efforts to integrate schools anywhere in the country. Specifically, Biden voted to bar the Department of Health, Education, and Welfare from requiring schools provide information on the racial makeup of their student bodies, thereby making it highly impossible for Uncle Sam to withhold federal funds from school districts that refuse to integrate. The NAACP called Biden's proposal an anti-black amendment, which it certainly was. The Senate's sole African-American member, Ed Brooke, called it the greatest symbolic defeat for civil rights since 1964. But Biden helped his fellow liberals reconcile themselves, make themselves feel better like they always do, to the wrong side of history by recasting integrationists as the real racists. He boasts about his ability to work with racist politicians even today. The former vice president also told a crowd of black voters in 2012 that Mitt Romney would put you all back in chains and has a habit of badly impersonating Indian convenience store clerks and call center employees. But Biden's most troubling racially tinged remarks might be those he does not regard as such, that he doesn't even know what he's saying. He's such a racist, he has no idea. Specifically, the former vice president has long boasted of his warm and often 
legislatively productive relationships with white supremacist Southern senators. He offered creepy, rationalized praise for presidential candidate Barack Obama by calling him articulate and clean, calling him a clean black man. He has invoked George Wallace, the former arch-racist Alabama governor and segregationist, to denounce Trump. Incredible. During Biden's first White House bid in the 1980s, he bragged about receiving an award from Wallace while campaigning in the South. That's nothing to be proud of, Joe. Biden says that poor kids can, just, can do just as well in school as white kids. Brilliant statement again, Joe. He weirdly defended his past alliance with the racist Jim Crow senator, James O. Eastland, by saying that Eastland never called me boy. That's a great statement. He thinks he endears himself to black voters by telling a bizarre story about an alleged past swimming pool confrontation with a young black tough guy named Corn Pop. This guy has more weird stories than anybody's ever heard than Stephen King. Last September, during the third Democratic presidential debate, a black female ABC moderator asked Biden the following question about segregated schools, the legacy of slavery, and his past dismissal of the notion of reparations for slavery. Mr. Vice President, I want to come to you and talk to you about inequality in schools and race in a conversation about how to deal with segregation in schools back in 1975, you told a reporter, I don't feel responsible for the sins of my father and my grandfather, and I'll be damned if I feel responsible to pay for what happened 300 years ago. You said that some 40 years ago. But as you stand here tonight, what responsibility do you think that Americans need to take to repair the legacy of slavery in our country? Biden sneered and smirked and laughed. Yes, he sneered and smirked and laughed as the moderator began her question. Then came Sleepy Joe's pathetic, jumbled, incoherent, evasive, and raving response. Well, they have to deal with the look. There's institutional segregation in this country. And from the time I got involved, I started dealing with that. Redlining banks, making sure that we are in a position where, look, you talk about education. Look, make sure that we bring in to help the teachers deal with the problems that come from home. Look here, the problems that come from home we need. Look, we have one school psychologist for every 1,500 kids in America today. It's crazy. He's crazy. The teachers are. I'm married to a teacher. My deceased wife is a teacher. They have every problem coming to them. Oh, good statement, Joe. We have. Make sure that every single child does. Look, in fact, have three, four, and five-year-olds go to school. Not daycare, school. We bring social workers into homes and parents to help them deal with how to raise their children. It's not that they don't want to help, they don't. They don't know quite what to do. Play the radio, make sure the television, excuse me, make sure you have the record player on night. Joe, this is the 21st century. The, 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 make sure the kids hear words. Look, a kid coming from a very poor school, a very poor background will hear four million words fewer spoken by the time they get there. This was absurd. This is unbelievable. This is ramblings of a madman, a man with dementia. Or worse, so he's a sociopath. It was not true that his deceased wife was a teacher. How could she have been decades after her death? Biden's current wife was and is not an inner-city teacher. She was an English professor who teaches mostly white college students. Biden can't stop lying. 
He has nothing else going for him. Biden's record player line was widely and just, justly mocked as a comedic level. But had Biden not heard about CD and DVDs yet and MP3 players, anything? Had he never heard of books and of parents reading to their children? Did Biden propose to initiate a federal program to distribute phonographs to poor families? A vinyl New Deal? He's incredible. He's living 40 years in the past, and I don't think he knows it. I don't think he knows he knows it. The main things to take critical note of were twofold. One, his complete evasion of the main question of the ABC moderator asked him about. His 1975 dismissal of the notion that white America owes black America anything for centuries of slavery and Jim Crow. And two, the single most coherent threat in Biden's response, victim blaming, consistent with his failure to seriously address segregation, which is a critical linchpin of racial inequality since where one lives is intimately related to the social resources and opportunity one can access. And his total dodging of the reparations question, Biden reflexively defaulted to a vicious neoliberal narrative as he usually does that placed the blame for black poverty, not on institutions, not on the unaddressed and far-reaching and living reach of the slave system and the racist terror regimes that succeeded that system, but on black parents who don't know how to raise their kids the right way. Let me just repeat that again. Biden said, the racial problem in America needs to be blamed on black parents who do not know how to raise the, their kids the right way. What's wrong with this man? A famous writer got it right. Is this not one of the most explicitly racist moments of all time in a Democratic primary debate? Asked about his past comments denying responsibility as a white man for America's sins? He gives an answer insinuating that black parents don't know how to raise kids. Joe Biden's answer on how to address the legacy of slavery was appalling. It ended in a sermon implying that black parents don't know how to raise their own children. That was a tweet. I'll leave it to others to explain the complex factors behind Biden's success winning the black vote in the 2020 primaries. Representational symbolic association with the nation's first black president, Barack Obama, unmentionably himself an objectively white supremacist president of the United States, the special noxious role of black misleader and Southern Carolina congressman Jim Clyburn's shameful endorsement, the pragmatic, if false, calculation that Biden is more likely to defeat Trump than Sanders. Black voters doubt that most whites would back a leftist progressive who might actually do something good and real for people of color and the nation's disproportionately non-white poor and working classes. The influx of democratic money and advertisements into black South Carolina. I don't deny the relevance of those factors. Just tell me that the racist and dementia-addled right-wing clown moron Joe Biden winning the black vote isn't a pathetic statement about the state of racial politics in the U.S. today. But of course, we all know it is. And please don't tell me that the coming nomination of Joe Biden isn't another sick victory for the inauthentic opposition party of fake resistance. Sadly, Biden, with his brains coming out of his ears for years now, is slated to become a squealing seal in the jaws 
of the great shark Donald J. Trump. It's going to be something to watch if Biden ever comes out of his basement. As Newsweek reported, Joe Biden mistakenly endorsed President Donald Trump during a speech in St. Louis, and Donald Trump responded with, I agree with Joe, on Twitter. In his speech, former Vice President Joe Biden said, We cannot get reelected. We cannot win this re-election. Excuse me, we can only re-elect Donald Trump. Dan Scavino, assistant to the president and director of social media at the White House, tweeted a video of Biden's mistake and called him Sleepy Joe. Sleepy Creepy Joe, which is the president's nickname for Biden. Trump then retweeted the video, agreeing with Biden's mistake endorsement. Why wouldn't he? Biden has made similar gaffes. I don't believe they're gaffes. I believe he has dementia, possibly the onset of Alzheimer's. Or possibly he's just a lunatic. Or maybe, probably, looks like all three or four. Including calling himself an old biden bomber Democrat. Whatever the heck that means. And saying that he is running for, I wouldn't be proud of that. And saying that he is running for the United States Senate. Uh, Joe, you're running for president. We think. You think. You don't know. What time is it, Joe? Trump recently mocked Biden over a mistake when Biden said he was looking forward to Super Thursday instead of Super Tuesday. At a campaign rally in Texas, Biden said, Look, tomorrow is Super Thursday. Super Tuesday. And realizing what he had said, added, I tell you what, I'm rushing ahead, aren't I? No, Joe, you don't know what day of the week it is. You don't even know where you are. You don't know your name. You didn't know your wife from your sister, from your daughter. Things are not looking good for you, Joe. Then during a campaign speech in North Carolina, Trump commented on a mistake and said, I thought he gave up the presidency the other day. He said he's running for the Senate. I looked at the First Lady. I said, hey, he's running for the Senate. Trump then added, and today he just said Super Thursday. He's looking forward to Super Thursday. Any chance of an intervention here? We're all looking forward to the 2020 death of democracy dementia debates. It's got to stop. I'm getting bored with it. The the United States, the world is getting bored with TV. No one watches fake news anymore. The pragmatic calculation is false. Racist tragedies will escalate along with other ones when Biden can only, as he says, re-elect Donald Trump. This is exactly what's going to happen. If you have a problem figuring out whether you're for me or Trump, then you ain't black, Mr. Biden recently said. It's an incredible statement. Now he's telling black people they're not black unless they vote for him. Unbelievable. Joe Biden has a history of working with notorious racists. He's the most notorious racist, it seems. Since the 1970s, the Senate has remained a mostly white club where overtly racist attitudes have continued to be tolerated and not a cause for major concerns. This is the Senate that Biden came of age in and has always been comfortable in. He has described his ability to get things done for the betterment of the country across ideological lines by referencing his work with several notorious racist Southern senators. Biden praised former Dixiecrat Senator Strom Thurmond from South Carolina at his eulogy in 2003 remembering him as simply a product of his own time who eventually came over to the right side. What's the right side, Joe? You know right from left? You don't know what day it is. 
while at a fundraiser on June 18, 2019. Biden invoked the name of former Mississippi Dem- Democrat Senator James O. Eastland again, who spent 36 years as a senator and who, even among racists, was notorious for his white supremacist commentary. Good pal of Joe's. Eastland, who never sought to retract his views or his statements, stated plainly, I have no prejudice in my heart, but the white race is the superior race, and the Negro race an inferior race, and the races must be kept separate by law. Right, James. Right, Joe. He has no racist in his heart. Nothing. Eastland, who made similar white supremacist remarks on the Senate floor, was never censored, rebuked, nor publicly reprimanded by his Democratic colleagues at that time. Biden included. Biden actually praised him for his racist statements. Known as the voice of the white South, Eason was instead perfectly acceptable to Joe and the Democratic Party. It's no wonder that this more overt strain of white supremacist thinking allows for the more passive strain to be advanced. In 2007, when Biden attempted to compliment Barack Obama as contender for the presidency, he stated, here he goes again, I repeated myself. I mean, you got the first mainstream African-American who was articulate and bright and clean and a nice-looking guy. I mean, that's a storybook, man. Joe, you're saying he's, that's unusual for black people? That they're dirty and filthy and not articulate, can't speak, and they're ignorant and they're stupid, and they're not nice-looking, they're all ugly? Great statement, Joe. I'd like to hear more. There's a lot to pick apart in this statement, but what is even more notable is that after this comment, presidential nominee Barack Obama and his team felt Joe Biden still was just what the country needed in a vice president to draw more moderate white votes to his candidacy. Anything to get elected. And Barack. I mean, Barry. This is what has directly led us to this point, where voters see a moderately racist, centrist candidate as more acceptable than a democratic socialist. In order to remove the overt old white school supremacists from office, not going to happen. The trust given to Joe Biden by the black constituency is a direct result of spillover affection from the Obama presidency, even though the former president has not yet endorsed Biden. Now he has, but not at that time. This has allowed Biden to keep the fidelity of the black vote, and he praised his ability to work with white supremacists of the past. That's amazing. The fate of this primary is not sealed, but Biden is currently the front runner, and as we know now, he is the Democratic nominee for president. My sea animal metaphor is admittedly flawed, The shark is at least merciful enough to make quick work out of the seal. But Trump, he'll delight in making the dismemberment of Biden as protracted and as excruciating as he can make it. Trump will be the bored cat who amuses himself with the mouse he has pinned under his paw. Joe, you're in a lot of trouble. The mainstream Democratic Party has perfected the art of subtle, or at least subtler than most, racism. We must ask ourselves, how will we challenge his racist actions even if he is elected president? And that means Joe Biden. We must challenge this and end this. Well, 
take care during this COVID-19 situation. Be safe and God bless.